tomorrow. Bye-bye. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. And your uh, first sports report for this afternoon, obviously with uh, the goings-on in Parliament today. No sport on PM Live, but uh, we'll keep you up to date with exactly what's happened today. We'll be heading to the Paralympics in a short while to find out exactly what's happening from Manfred Seidler. But let's start with some football, and there is a lot to look forward to this evening. In the Absa Premiership, Ajax Cape Town host Orlando Pirates. Highlands Park come up against Baroque FC while Bidvest Vitz travel north to play Polokwane City. Coach Luke Aymile uh, is expecting a tough encounter this evening. Um, a very good team with experienced player and uh, they certainly play good football. It will be a tough, t- uh, tough game. Last season, I think uh, uh, they beat Polokwane. I don't know. I don't remember how much here. I think uh, the game here, or, and uh, they receive a lot of goals. So uh, I hope that um, we will build on what we we did during the second half against. Um, Cape Town. Speaking of that clash against Cape Town City, Polokwane City lost their opener by two goals to nil, and he says he knows where they need to be better tonight. We have to be more clinical in the in the box, uh, certainly, because in Cape Town we created nine chances, three in first half and six in second half. And unfortunately, we didn't score. And on three counter attacks, we received two goals. So we have to avoid that absolutely this time if you want to collect points at home. And uh, if you want really to, 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 to collect some points and to start well the season. Speaking of Bidvest Vitz, they'll be without duo Kola Mlambo and Munib Joseph. They've both been handed suspensions, while Platinum Stars will be without Lilo for their cash uh, against uh, tomorrow, also due to suspension. Kick off all those matches this evening, 7.30 tonight. There's also a host of European football to look forward to in the UEFA Champions League. The pick of those fixtures sees Paris Saint-Germain welcome Arsenal at the Parc des Princes. PSV up against Atletico Madrid. Man City face Borussia Mönchengladbach and a Barcelona host Celtic. On to rugby now, Lock Andries Freire and flank Kyle Brink are the only two changes to the Lions starting 15 for their Curry Cup clash against the Cheetahs. Meanwhile, the Cheetahs coach Franco Smith has made four changes to his starting 15. Good news for the Bulls, Jason Jenkins, Janis Kirsten and Luther Obi have all recovered from injury and they'll play in Friday's clash against the Griquas. Former Springbok hooker Bismarck Duplessis torn a chest muscle and he'll miss three months of action for his French club Montpellier. Meanwhile, South African Olympian Roland Schumann has urged South African swimming to do all they can to keep South Africa's top coaches in the country. Schumann is of the opinion that South Africa are losing ground compared to other swimming nations. There's more that we can be doing. We're not, you, know, you look at the United States, you, you look at Canada especially. Canada's come out of nowhere you know, with a system you know, that, that they've improved greatly on. We were beating them, but now they're hands down significantly better than us. Skuman, who coached the Trinidad and Tobago Olympic swim team in Rio this year, says there are many examples of South Africans doing great things for other nations. You look at a, a coach from, uh, from Australia, Craig Jackson. He used to coach in Johannesburg. South African boy, moves across to Australia, and then a few years later, he's coaching an Olympic champion. You know, why are we losing these coaches? Why don't we have this talent that we're keeping on? On to cricket now, former South African batsman Ashwell Prince has stepped down from his role as national selector, deciding to focus more on coaching. Coming up next, we'll head to the Paralympics. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, Manfred Seidler has been keeping an eye on things for us this afternoon. Manfred, good evening to you. We weren't able to chat on PM Live this afternoon. How have things been looking in the day session in Rio today? 
Good afternoon, Brad. Well, a little bit disappointing. We were hoping for some medals. We had a couple of finals early on today, and uh, uh, the biggest uh, one we were hoping for was that from Dion Bass. He was a medalist here in the 100 meters T38. And that was in London in 2012, uh, picking up the silver medal there. Just edged for the bronze this time round, but literally just, just, just edged. You thought the county Sambini's uh, losing out on, on the bronze was close. This was even closer. It was zero one, it was one thousandth of a second. And, uh, yeah, bit, a bit disappointing for him. You could see uh, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, the happiest of people. Uh, didn't have the best of starts, and I think that might have uh, played a role there. But, uh, yeah, so that was our best shot. Unfortunately, didn't come to fruition. Andrea Delave in the men's long jump T37. Same position as four years ago, fifth, uh, with a jump of 5.86 meters. And Liesl Coase finishing eighth in her 40-meter T37 final. So those are the finals that happened early on today. Um, some other events happening. Ahmad Hassim was in the men's uh, freestyle S10 event, and he finished uh, fourth in his heat, but the twelfth overall. So there were three heats, so not going through to the finals. And Emily Gray was seventh in her heat, and there were three heats there, and in the 50 meter freestyle S9. So also not going through to the final. But looking really, really good. Brad is Anne-Renee Liebenberg, of course, a medalist back in 2012 in the women's 40 meter T47. Absolutely dominant in the in the heats, winning her her heat in the fastest time over the uh, over the two qualifying heats, one minute 0 0.79 seconds. So quite comfortably through to the final. Still some action coming up a little bit later. Brad uh, Philip. Johnson, the women's uh, uh, para equestrian, so Nelly Situ takes part in the javelin, that's the F54 category, and then Ndomdomzi of uh, Ntutu of, uh, it, uh, takes part in the 100 meters T12, and that's uh, round one, heat one, and that is at, at 21 to South African time. Bit disconcerting, we're halfway through the Paralympic Games, we're sitting on seven medals, there's all sorts of talks about 15 medals, 20 medals, and somebody even said 40 medals. But I think uh, people would be expecting a bit more medals, I think, than the seven we're sitting on right now. But this is a team in transition. It really is. And we say this all the time, but it is a team in transition. So hopefully for future, it will look a little bit different. Manfred Seidler for SFM Sport. Manfred, before I let you go, just a, a quick one on the, the looking at the, the rest of the games and, and where possible medals can come from. We, we've obviously picked up a lot on the track. We haven't done, I think, as well as we would have liked to in the pool. Outside of those two disciplines, is there, is there chances medals elsewhere? Well, uh, Lucas Atoli is in the bronze medal playoff match in the in the wheelchair singles. Uh, he <laughs> he was he, he was literally literally blown off court last night, late last night uh, in the semi-finals, six love and six three. That first set going down in 21 minutes was phenomenal to see. Um, so he's in the bronze medal uh, uh, playoff match. Um, we, we, we there's the paracycling that we can look forward to. Hans uh, uh, van Daken action there, and geez, hasn't he had a longevity uh, of a career? Seven Paralympic Games. And 1992. He's been in every single one pretty much since readmission. So, yeah, it, it's not looking as uh, not looking uh, um, as if we're going to be picking up medals left, right, and centre as we are used to. But we must also remember that uh, in the past, Natalie Dutoy would come back with anything between five and eight medals, and Oscar Pistorius would be good for three medals. And all of a sudden, you know, you come back with 29, but eight medals are coming from two people makes it a, a lot different. We don't have that uh, depth anymore. Hilton Langenhofen would come back with uh, three medals as well. He's another athlete we can look forward to, to a potential medal down the line but we just don't have those athletes who will come back with uh, three, four, five, eight medals in the games anymore. 
Excellent stuff. Manfred Sala, thank you very much for that. Make sure you stay tuned to SAFM throughout the evening, uh, this evening and for the rest of the Paralympic Games. Manfred will be giving you uh, or keeping you updated uh, with the goings-on in South America and Brazil uh, for the remainder of those Paralympics. The Outer Premiership is back with a bang. Rikau Fela. On Wednesday, Super Sport United takes on Chipa United at Lucas Muribe. And Lamontville Golden Arrows hosts Cape Town City at Princess Makoko. At Gopal Park, Ian Lakoto tackles Siwelele. And the people's team is up against Mamelodi Sundowns at Heriguala. All matches will kick off at half past seven. Tickets available from 40 Rand. Brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. The SABC is inviting suitably qualified radio imaging service providers to participate in the tender process for imaging services for the radio stations. Tender documents can be downloaded from the SABC website as well as the eTender website between 9am and 4pm daily. Deadline for submissions is Friday the 30th of September 2016 at 12 noon. For inquiries regarding collection of documents, contact the tender office on 011-714-4764 or 714 this is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to SAFM and the Rio Paralympics well underway. It was a fabulous weekend for Team South Africa. Uh, Sunday was magnificent. I said it to Manfred Seidler yesterday. That has got to be one of the best days uh, at an Olympics or Paralympics uh, for South Africa ever. Uh, what uh, performance it was over the weekend. Things uh, s- slowing down slightly. Uh, but uh, still lots of chances of medals uh, in, in the pipeline. We join now by the man who's on the grounds with Team South Africa, Shane Keohane. Shane, welcome back onto SAFM Sport Trap. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Brad. Always a pleasure being here. Thank you, mate. Shane, the mood in the camp must be must be pretty good after this weekend. Gee, Sunday was fantastic. Yeah, Sunday was a big day. It, it really was. Uh, not often that you see within the space of 10 minutes three South African athletes running around uh, parading with the flag in front of the stadium, um, it was it was special, you know, gold, silver, and bronze. Um, it was yeah, it was, yeah, it was referred to it almost as a bit of a Super Sunday. T- tell me what it's like in the village when those athletes come back uh, after after a day like that. Uh, there must be such a buzz and vibe in in the camp. Oh, it's amazing. It's, uh, it's amazing spirit. And I'll just give you an example. Yesterday, when Tyrone Pillay won the bronze medal with the shot put, um, it's 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 such a high for them because they come off. Uh, you know, they they realise they've medaled. They they come down to a cool down area, then they've got international um, mix zone, which they've got to do interviews with the whole lot of television, and then obviously written media. And I think they're still trying to get over the hype. And then these poor guys then uh, cool down and they sit on a bus and go back to the village. And I think that gives them an opportunity to take it all in. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and uh, I mean, I think they're going to be welcome back as heroes. Uh, of that, I've got no doubt. Uh, as far as things progressing today, and and looking over the next day or two, how things looking from a from a potential medal perspective. Yeah, it's, it's um, obviously uh, this morning's been a little bit slow. We were, I think, we were really hoping uh, that uh, Diane Base would would medal. His times were good enough to medal, and he was pipped at the post. Uh, he ended up in fourth position in the hundred meter T38 with a 11.26, and the, the Brazilian won bronze with 11.26. And I've, I've found out from the technical officials that they actually clocked him at official clock was at 11.257, and the other guy at 11.252. So that's how close it is. That's the margins. 
uh, thousands of a second in between a bronze and fourth place. So, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing today, but we've got our uh, flag bearer um, and javelin throwers in nearly Sutu up this evening in uh, Rio time uh, with the javelin. So we, we're hoping, we're hoping uh, she may come good on that as well. As far as the wheelchair tennis goes to Lucas Atole, missing out on the gold medal match, but he's still, still got a shot at bronze? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, you know, I spoke to his coach last night, and I thought, um, you know, personally, I thought he'd be a, a, a surety for a final, uh, not being overconfident, but uh, uh, the coach said it was, he was up against a formidable opponent, which turned out to be correct, and uh, he struggled in the first set. He really couldn't get his rhythm going. Cho uh, chatted him to last night, and he said he just struggled in that first set. Played better in the second set, but as you said, all's not lost. He plays again tomorrow evening uh, for a chance for a bronze medal. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, I think also at an event like this for the Paralympics, I think people just end up playing out of their skins because of what's at stake. It's it's one thing playing in a in a major or a grand slam, but on on the the sort of Paralympic stage, this is almost a once in a lifetime opportunity. So uh, they they definitely do lift their games. Touch quickly on on Hilton Langenhofen as well. Obviously coming back from that disappointment in the four hundred uh, to win to win uh, in 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 the long jump, fantastic. Just showing the character of of the guy. Yeah, he was. He was uh, honestly. I, I sat with him that night. He was gutted with that uh, with that disqualification. And uh, but afterwards, he he said, you know, things work out strange. He says because you know, looking hindsight, he said that uh, by being disqualified, he uh, didn't he didn't do a semi final and a final. Um, and he said, you know, that could have helped him with the long jump. That he was stronger fit for the for the long jump. And he he just he said he felt really good. He was in a good headspace. Um, you know, he he said he had, had had his time to sulk and he got over it. And then he focused, refocused on the on the long jump. So he was very, very stoked to get a, you know, gold. I'm not sure he was expecting gold, but he was very, very happy. No, he was. I've seen the footage of him <laughs> jumping up and down after winning that one. It was fantastic. I love seeing the celebrations. Shane, let, let's just touch on on the goals and and some of the the sort of uh, the, the the aspirations that Saskok have have put on this team. Obviously, the medal count uh, at the moment uh, it's a long way off the goals that have been set. Uh, are we comfortable as a team that we could still reach those goals? Oh, look, to be entirely honest, it's probably uh, probably too early a days to, to do an analysis on where the medals are. Um, as you said, there are those. I think the athletes really have been told to, just to perform at their best. You know, yeah, I mean, people set goals; they don't always they don't always materialise. I, I think the you know the mood in the camp is really, really positive, really good. The guys are pretty excited, and, and we still have medal prospects coming up over the next four or five days. So uh, you know. Well, you know, whether we whether we have that, I mean, you know, I spoke to the chef of the mission, uh, Leon Fleischer, and, he, and I said to him, you know, about the medals, and he said he'd be happy with 10 golds and no other medals as opposed to 20 medals with two golds. So, you know, um, I think I think it'll be one of those they'll reflect after the games, but at the moment, I, I think it's unfair to put any pressure on athletes in terms of medal tallies, and I don't think that's never been discussed in the camp, and it's not been uh, it's not been a motivation to say you've got to reach that many medals because the athletes don't, a don't need that pressure. And be the competition here, Brad, is incredible. I mean, you work, you are dealing here with world-class athletes, you know. And uh, and and as I said before, you I just explained the fine line between a, a bronze medal and no medal is just incredible, you know. So yeah, I think I think um, you know we'll allow Saskov to do their own analysis after the after the actual event and see what they're happy with and what you know whether it came close to their expectations. You're so right. Those margins are phenomenally close, and uh, yeah, it's uh, sometimes uh, you win one, sometimes you don't. So please pass on our best to the rest of the team uh, and let them know that we are sending positive vibes all the way from the southern tip of Africa, uh, and we can't wait to to welcome them all home as heroes. 
I do actually, mate. I, I really do. I, I pass on to all the guys. Uh, yeah, I'm with them all the time, and uh, and just they know that they've got incredible support from South Africa in general. And I know that uh, yeah, I've explained to them about the media and the and the interest there. So the guys are, and, and really the the mood and the spirit is really good in this camp. It's a, it's, a, it's a great bunch of guys to work with. It's one of one of the best trips I've been on in in, uh, in eight games that I've covered. Oh, fantastic! Well, Shane, enjoy enjoy tonight, and we look forward to catching up again soon later this week. Thank you, Brad. Take care, and I appreciate the interest and also following us. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, as Manfred mentioned, our tally up to seven. That after shot put to Tyrant Peleg secured a bronze yesterday. He picked up uh, a personal best of 13.91 meters in the F42 category. Uh, his previous best was 13.49. Pile set a new South African and African record in the process, and he's dedicated his medal to his late father and his mother, who's not well. After the first round, I said I played safe. Oh, uh, <coughs> so my voice is going. Uh, I did a 12.75. Everybody was stressing in the crowd. I said, don't stress. I got this. I got this. I just wanted one safe one. I'm in the final, and I'm going to bust from there. And I freaking let it rip on the last one. Um, one throw to go, there's a possibility of me being cut. But you know what? I came big. I did a 13.66. Got into the final. Was in fourth place. And I said to my, actually in third place, I said to myself, I know I can go bigger. I know I can go further. This is my house. This is what I dreamt about doing. 33 years. This is all I dreamt about. And I said, I'm not going to let this up now. And then on the last one, 3091, new South African record, new African record. I mean, geez, you can't get any better than that. Uh, I just love it. Goes out to my dad, who's passed on 14 years ago, and my mom has got cancer at the moment. And I love them to bits. And this is for them. Yeah. And everybody else back home who supported me and believed in me when nobody else did. So, yeah, this, this victory is for South Africa. And for every single person back home, I love you guys. Thank you all for the support. Love it. Pile, who finished behind Great Britain's Aled Davis, who threw a 15.9, and Iran's Salid Mohammedin, 14.31 in the final. The Durbanites got a lot of respect for his competitors. I'm one of those guys who always respects every one of my competitors, and I appreciate all the work that these guys have done to get to where they are. They've helped me push on over the years. And respect to Alec Davies. I mean, that guy's a real champion. He's done so well. I mean, he went over, broke the Paralympic record. Awesome guy. I look up to him, and I think he's an awesome person. So, yeah, it's really good to be on this podium and represent South Africa proudly. Player who turned 36 in May will be 40 by the time the next Paralympics rolls around in Tokyo in 2020, and he's got no plans of retiring just yet. I was going to, but then I realized I wouldn't make it halfway through because I'm a thrower. But, you know, the thing was, I knew what I needed to do. I stuck to my game plan. I kept listening to what the coach told me in my head. I kept playing it over and over, and I said, if I stick to the game plan, it's going to come. It's going to come. Just don't stress. Don't work yourself up. I knew these guys were stressed when they saw me throwing. They didn't realize that I could throw this far. I was a dark horse in this field. And when I came out, I came out with guns blazing, and these guys just didn't know what to do after that. And I pushed it on, and I went even further on the last one, which, hey, awesome, really. Absolutely awesome. I'm going to go on. Um, I love the sport too much. Um, one of the things is I want to grow the sport. I want youngsters to come in. I want to promote it to such a point that we have so many of them coming through, and that's what we want. That's the most important thing. Hi, it's Don. Leave a message. Hey, I thought you were joining me at the seminar. You're probably working late again. A word to the wise. Work smart, not hard. And smart's using professional banking from Nedbank. My banker does it all, like arranging my car finance, giving me tailored investment rates. She's just an email away. All we need face-to-face. It's great. Unless you like call center music. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. 
Join NetBank today and make the things that really matter happen. Plus, stand a chance to win your share of 5 million rand. Open a professional banking account, move your salary and get 10 entries in the draw. Simply dial star 120 star 762 hash to enter. T's and C's apply. We are an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. Make things happen. NetBank. The Cape Town Marathon is back again. Watch as runners take on Cape Town's spectacular natural beauty and traverse the city's rich historical sites in Cape Town's premier race. Live on SABC2 and live crossings on your favorite SABC radio station on Sunday the 18th of September with the build-up at 6.30 a.m. and the race at 7. SABC Sports, for the love of the game. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and uh, we didn't speak about it last night. It was the PSL radio show Second Jalo, but uh, we need to talk about it tonight, unfortunately, and I'm referring to the Springbok performance against the Wallabies uh, in Brisbane on Saturday. It started off fantastically well for the Springboks and then just went horribly pear-shaped from there on in. We're joined now by rugby journalist Johan Ferreira. Johan, welcome no, on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, disappointing, to say the least, uh, the Bok performance on Saturday. Definitely, Brad. What a disaster. That's not what we anticipated. And uh, we had key moments there. We had an opportunity to, to put ourselves in front and really put some pressure on the Aussies in their own backyard. But again, we let them back into the game. And I'm really surprised about that because Australia has been average to say the least this year. They took a hiding from England. They looked pretty poor against New Zealand. And yet they managed to find a way to beat us. And that doesn't say much about uh, the situation that we find ourselves in at the moment, unfortunately. No, absolutely not. But, Johan, it started, as I said, started very brightly for the box and then just went, uh, just totally unraveled. Where, where did it all go wrong? Well, I, th- I think it's easy to, to point fingers. And in my opinion, I just think that uh, Elton Yankees, unfortunately, is off his game. It's just not happening for him. And plus, the club has a combo. And I think that's one area that we could change up and maybe use Elton as an impact player. I also think that we are just not competitive at the breakdown. We, uh, we, we turned over some softball, and I also, with that in mind, I really believe that the time is now to introduce Yakupil from a starting position and maybe use uh, Francois Lowe's the bench. I think Yakupil has proven he's energetic, that he, he wants to play rugby, and maybe that's what we need at the start of a game rather than 60 minutes in, is to get our picture there, get someone that's playing with confidence, and, and see if that might help us in a way. Uh, the centre combination wasn't, uh, they didn't do that badly in my opinion. I think there were, there were a lot of positive signs. I think Adrian Strauss had one of his better tests, although I also do question the morale when your captain says that he's going to step away, but he'll still be available to leave until the end of the year. So maybe there's a bit of questions being asked, and uh, I think that it's the opportunity is certainly there to change things up. Um, with all that coming in the next couple of days. Johan, let's talk about tactics, and, and this is something that really bugged me on Saturday. You look at you look at Fafte Clark, who, who who had a fantastic Super Rugby season, and his position in that Bok team is, uh, is 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 not being questioned at all. But you look at the tactics on Saturday, and and it's happened in previous tests too, where every second opportunity he gets, he's putting up a box kick, up and under, from within, deep within our own half. Uh, there's and and I seem to recall, I think we probably only won one of those aerial battles. It just does not make sense to me. It doesn't make And I, I still don't know why we're doing it. Why would we change? Why would, why would we take two form players, and I mean Pastor the Clark and Elton Youngies, why would we take into a national setup and change the way they played that have, that have made them what, they, what they've become this year? 
I don't understand it. Top the tank hard to kick a up and under in Super Rugby 2016. Yet he's kicking every second ball at international level. And he's definitely playing under instruction, there's no doubt. I just don't know what the method in the bit beyond the madness is. If, if it's a wet game, wet field, uh, and you want to play a territory, then yes. Then kick and kick directly and kick into space and set up the lineups and play in the opposition 22. But it's not happening. It's, it's, I can't understand the thinking behind it. And it's just as if we are, we don't know what to do. We're on the counter attack and we don't know what to do on the attack to start off with. It's just, we, we, look, we look second rate. And I don't like saying that about a Springbok team. But that is where we are. Nick Mallett said after the game, this was a good piece to be division teams. That's probably well summed up, and I think he's hit the nail on the head. We're just not looking like an A-grade team. We've lost our ranking position. We're down to fourth, and it could be even worse if, if we keep losing and, and keep going backwards. And, and that's unfortunately happening. But we need to make some tough decisions and identify what we need to do to try and pull off a massive result on Saturday. But it's definitely not going to happen if we're going to adopt the game plan that we're currently introducing. Mm. Johan, your thoughts on, on playing players out of position? I, I can understand at sort of Curry Cup level, you play a guy who's really good at fullback, you play him in centre, he can fit in anywhere. But international rugby, surely you should be playing players in their position that they specialise in throughout their career. Playing a, a, a scrum half at wing or a, a fullback at centre, to me, just does not make sense in international rugby. Totally agree with you. If, if a guy is playing a certain position at a franchise, why the need to, to switch him? He's not used to it, and it's certainly going to get tougher the higher you go. I can understand here and there to, to test various things, uh, to, to try something different. I can understand that. Uh, if you are going to change, you know what I would do if I was just as a, as a surprise? I would put you on a first and a fly-off based on Elton Yankee staying through a bit of a patch, and just see what happens. Maybe this is... He's, you know what I like about Johan Swerson? Forget the fact that when he has space, he can inject, he can inject some, some space into that line. I think he can just get up over the advantage line. He's got a good burst of speed. And why not give Elton Youngies the opportunity to then play five, five full-back out of position and say, right, Elton, here's some space. Hopefully the box can give you some space. They are going to kick onto you and see what you can do. Right? The all-blacks want you to kick back at them. That is where they are legal. They are going to certainly give you some ball and say, right, spring box, what are you going to do? They're going to kick back or run back. And I think Alton is the guy to maybe spark something from the back and that your own person is the guy to get it over the advantage line. That might be a surprise that, that fits uh, some of the All Blacks slightly. It's not going to keep it crossing the game, that's for sure. They've got a quality outfit. But you never know. Argentina showed that in the first 20 minutes, they put the All Blacks under pressure. There was pressure. It showed. But the All Blacks just had the quality. And when Argentina finally opened the back door, Argent- uh, New Zealand barged through and they never looked back. And it was a 50-plus score against uh, Argentina. And this is the same Puma team that beat us. So, unfortunately, if we don't execute correctly, we're going to take a, a bit of a beating. Oh, ominous signs. Johan, you, you talk about some of the positives uh, a little bit earlier that uh, that did come out of Saturday. The box obviously need to build on those. What, what, what do you think were, were some of the good points uh, from Saturday? You know, it's probably, it's probably tough to go and identify too many positives. The scoreline suggests that Australia has been poor this year. If you really have to go and look at uh, certain aspects, I think here and there our defensive line stood up to the challenge. We used, we used some counter-attack ball positively and we scored, we scored twice from there. I, I, I think they, they, you certainly have to give them a little credit in that department. But all around, it's, it, we just, Unfortunately, there are more negatives than positives. We have to call it what it is. 
sugarcoat this, we are in a bit of trouble. We're not looking good. We're not looking the part. We're not looking like a, 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 a world, world beater. Uh, so we need to go and regroup and, and work on, on small positives, but maybe also just execute better. I think that's where we are lacking. And I think Alton might need some, uh, a bit of a, a change and a bit of a breather, but I would still have him on the field, albeit at fullback. Well, you, you mentioned the All Blacks as well, and uh, it's going to take a world-beating performance to beat a team like uh, the All Blacks. Do, do you think the box can do it on Saturday? You know, Brad, I'll, I'll be lying if I say yes, because you know, I'm, I, mean, I'm, I need to also be a journalist. I have to have my, my South African hat on and my, my journalist hat. As a fan, I would love to see South Africa through the surprise of surprises. It would be the biggest surprise since Japan beating South Africa. That, that would be where I would rate it. I just don't think on current form, self-belief in New Zealand, I just don't think that we have what it takes to, uh, to, to beat New Zealand. Hopefully we can be competitive and at least come back and say, okay, we've got some positives to work on. Now we need to relook at the way we're going to go forward and the way we're going to approach the, the two remaining picks in the rugby championship. But for Saturday, I just can't see it happening. Let's hope uh, you're wrong. Uh, I, I, I sort of agree with you, but I'm hoping in, in my heart as a Bok fan that uh, you are wrong. But yeah, I'm not too optimistic. Johan Ferrer, thank you so much for your time once again here on SAFM Sport Trap. Much appreciated. Thanks, Brad. SAFM Sports Trap. And that's about it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Enjoy all the football tonight. Uh, lots of APSA Premiership action to look forward to. Three matches in all. Uh, and it should be a great nice football. Ajax Cape Town up against the Buccaneers Highlands Park. Up against Barocca FC. And then Bidvest Vitz uh, travel to Polokwane City. Should be a fabulous, fabulous night of football. Don't forget all that uh, UEFA Champions League action as well. We're back again tomorrow with SAFM Sports Wrap. 6.30 here on SAFM. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. We'll have all your sports results, particularly the Rio Olympic Games results on AM Live tomorrow morning with Janet Witten. And don't forget Manfred Seidler will be keeping you up to date with exactly what's happening uh, in Rio throughout the night, so make sure you stay tuned. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop with Naledi Malaya from myself, Brad Brown, and my producer Siobhan Tetti. Thank you so much for listening. Right now it is 7 o'clock, and Greg Coase has your news.